You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is the Georgia Dodge Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Doesn't it? It did. Go with an up and out. Wide open! Israel Snap to Young. Drops back. Pressure from the edges. He throws near sideline. And it's intercepted. Intercepted. Keely Ringo at the 21. Off he goes. 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. Near sideline. Breaks a tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. 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 Georgia. Good evening, neighborhood. How about them dogs? 32-18. Let the celebration begin. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in. Happy to be back with you. After a week's hiatus, we, uh, we're we back with you here. Believe in Georgia Dogs on the Believe Network. We're streaming live on YouTube as you speak. The audio version will drop uh, later on this week preferably tomorrow. We'll have some more content coming out throughout the week. Uh, but happy to be with you. Happy uh, to talk the Georgia football uh, amongst other uh, areas of football, other parts of the country. Uh, we hope you weren't affected too bad from the the hurricane, Hurricane Ian. Uh, if you were, we hope you can uh, bounce back on your feet. I know my mother-in-law uh, in Naples, they got hit pretty hard, but um, there's mostly flood water in Naples and, and not a ton of wind damage, but uh, those people in Fort Myers were with you. They got hit the hardest, I think uh, with wind and flood damage. So uh, if you're listening to this, if you're able to listen to this and you're in a hurricane stricken area, we are with you and we hope you, uh, we hope you recover. But uh, joining me as always a man that narrowly avoided the, uh, the hurricane, a man that is uh, coming off a of bye week and uh, preparing for a huge region win against uh jenkins upcoming it's the man israel troop what's up what's up man um yeah you know prayers out for those who were affected by the hurricane um it was making the bean line for us um on tuesday um and then it took a hard right um the carolinas and all those guys were affected um you know i got some a couple of family members down in florida hopefully they weren't affected too bad but you know big prayers and support goes out to those that were affected and, as it came through and did absolutely and uh you know like we said we're, we're with you hope everything uh hope everything works out so uh if you want to join us subscribe to the youtube channel find us on social media you can get in on the chat on the youtube channel um or you can listen to us on on social media uh the chat is open and ready to go 
Uh, if you want to, uh, if you want to join in on the show, please uh, feel free to do so. Again, at Troopstar28 at Believe in Dogs, you can find the link tree for everything. Um, we've uh, we've recently opened a partnership with uh, Sports TV, so you'll start to see our faces on Sports TV. We've also uh, recently gotten a deal with TuneIn Radio, so so check in, pop into TuneIn Radio. Believe has a channel there; they have two channels, I believe. I uh, I think uh, believe sports and just believe, and I think they run all their content there. So if you're a member and subscribe to TuneIn Radio, check us out there or wherever you get your podcast, and uh, you get the video version uh, right here on YouTube. And if you subscribe to Sports TV, which I'm going to learn about Sports TV more and more as, as we go, uh, because <laughs> I'm going to do a research. I'll, I'll be honest with you; I've never heard of it, but um, all of that. I would also be remiss. If I didn't tell you that our show was brought to you by betonline.ag, it is uh, the number one site for all your sports betting needs. They have live game props. Uh, they have all the latest odds and news and sp- on all sports and all events. Uh, you can bet. You could probably get some in-game props on this uh, Braves game right now as they're up 4-3 to three in the top of the sixth um, against the Mets to take a hopefully a two-game lead in the NL East. If you're a Braves fan, mm-hmm. uh, I know uh, I know your man Aaron Judge is looking uh, for uh, for history. Yeah, he's um, sitting on 61 right I'm, now. I'm excited for him to hit 62 at the same time. Don't disrupt uh, football Saturday for. There you go. Well, we got some picks. Throwing that out there. We got some picks as well uh, that we're gonna we're gonna tell you about. Uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about it, but Coastal Carolina came through in a big way the other night against Georgia State. I don't know what they did this week, um, but they came through huge since the last time we saw you. Uh, and I think I did awful in our picks, so I, I hope you you didn't go with my picks. Um, and I would have probably done equally awful this past week because college football is just crazy like that. Uh, Texas, Oklahoma, and Texas A&M are all unranked. Kansas Jayhawks, 5-0, and ranked about to host game day. So go to, go to bet online or use your mobile device Check in. Use that promo code Believe Fifty. That's B L E A V five zero to get your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. It's where the game starts, man. So, can you believe that college game day is going to be in Lawrence and it's not basketball season? I never thought I'd see the day. Um, you know, shout out to Kent to the Kansas Jayhawks. In one year, they're not even considered a basketball school anymore. Ball is alive and well. Yeah. Um, they, they've come out, you know, beat ranked teams, won some games that they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Now they're hosting games. They're ranked number 17, um, help hosting a big game against TCU on Saturday. Um, game day is going to be, like you said, I mean, that's that's awesome for the Kansas Hawks. Yeah, and we'll be uh, we'll definitely be picking that. We'll tell you what the line is here uh, in a little bit, but this isn't the Believe in Kansas uh, show. I don't know if there is a Believe in Kansas show, but if you're out there and want to host one, if you're a Kansas person and you happen to stumble across this one, uh, you should uh, you should check us out. You should join in and uh, join the family. So uh, we're going to talk about talk a little Georgia football after a after a head scratcher against Kent State, where it just didn't seem like we were clicking on all cylinders. Uh, we come in, have some guys out. Uh, we roll into Columbia, immediately lose momentum, uh, and and have to fight and claw our way back into the game uh, all game long. After trading field goal, field goal, field goal, we get down sixteen to three at one point. Uh, claw all the way back and win by a final score of 26 to 22. Um, 
capped off by uh, Dejon Edwards' touchdown. Uh, but it was a rough, rough game uh, for Georgia. Couldn't seem to get much going offensively, especially down in the red area. Uh, defensively, didn't have a whole lot of answers for RPOs. Uh, lost some, lost some uh, 50-50 balls uh, when, when Missouri decided to take some deep shots. And couldn't find any answers blocking Missouri's defensive line. So, Israel, where do you want to start with this game? Where, where do we start unpacking with this? Is it – I mean, I, I don't want to hit the panic button yet, but, I mean, there is some concern, right? There's obviously some concern. Um, you know, let's start off by saying uh, go dogs. Uh, we're undefeated, number yeah. two team in the nation. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it, man. So anytime you score more points than another team, you know, figuratively, figuratively and – you know, realistic. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's a little bit of concern, more so from the fact that, you know, um, up front, you know, we aren't quite, um, you know, and that comes with it. New guys up front. Um, um, you know, I saw some fire Searles um, posting that's his fault. Um, I'm honestly, um, going back on last night, more or less, I think Missouri came out and did some things that we weren't expecting. Uh, and, you know, we did we didn't quite adjust every time we come out, make adjustments, come out something different. You know, they had yeah. guys standing up, did some twists. Um, they went three down, um, played some man. And um, really didn't play much zone last night from, from looking at it. So I think that they just had a game plan for us, and they executed um, up until that last, the last two drives where we scored touchdowns. Right. Yeah, I, I think so too. And you know, they just they they got us, man. And you know, they took advantage of some new guys starting um, in some new spots. And you know, they they did a really good job up front of playing games. And like you said, they they gave us different looks. And they, you know, they did what well coached teams do. Uh, they they gave some wrinkles on some stuff that they put on film and made sure that we were, you know. They were making sure we were on our toes. Um, and and uh, yeah. a couple fumbles here, uh, a couple missed opportunities, a couple dumb penalties, uh, and and a couple breakdowns in protection. And Georgia's in a Georgia's in a in a, in a slugfest trying to claw their way back. Well, they moved to a gap. They moved to more uh, power counter uh, schemes in the second half. They start to get a little little movement on the ball. This is where they started running off tackle. They were starting to hit some things uh, down the field to the tight ends, especially uh, big agent zero, uh, who is a creative player, I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, and then they were finally able to just relax and get in a rhythm and play like they're capable of playing. And and uh, that was that was the most important thing was that nobody panicked. They just kept grinding, kept grinding, kept grinding, kept holding. Like Missouri, Missouri could have blown that game wide open at any point. Mm-hmm. And Georgia's defense held when it needed to hold. They held Missouri to three points, which stymied some of the momentum that they were generating with their big plays. And Georgia's defense did everything they could to keep us in the game and hold Missouri up so that our offense could finally find its footing and uh, and and get on the the right side of this game and not the wrong side. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, that's one play we like to run. We like to run stretch on um, whether it's inside or outside. Side zone and Missouri did a great job. Of having, um, every yeah, time we pushed it, they had somebody coming in the gap. Um, yeah. Essentially, why we went to gap scheme because gap scheme does essentially take care of that. Um, yeah. You no, know, 
they did a great job of having six, seven people in the box behind it. Um, and right now we're a couple, couple guys down um, at the, at the um, so you know they took advantage of that. Missouri had a great game plan. The defensive staff, those guys, because they had a plan and they stuck with that plan. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of abilities. Um, you know, and that game's different. You know, we had a lot of missed opportunities. Yeah. I think if um, McIntosh doesn't fumble, um, that's a big play. We we get the momentum swing there. Um, I think we go yeah. down and score where this set. Um, Stetson falls. Um, I think we're, we're, we're sure we're about to go down and score on that drop, too. Yeah. Um, late pull by him at it, which Stetson putting his belly. I mean, once you put that ball in the belly and you apply pressure, running back's going to take it. Um, yeah. You try to pull it late, and you get a fumble. So I don't think it was a lack of it more so than, you know, missed opportunities. Yeah. Um, you know, Missouri did some great things, you know, watching the replay right now. Um, they did some really good defensively. Um, they set some looks for Stetson. Um, set him a couple of throws, especially into the flats. Yeah. Um, but that's because you know Stetson's only what five ten, and they got well, a good day. people. People don't give credit to Missouri's defensive line. Those guys in that front seven is playing well. Missouri, and last night, I mean, yeah. they showed up, and it all started mm-hmm. during pregame when Jalen Carter walks through the drills. That's where yeah. that's where the intensity started. For me as a coach, I don't let my kids do that. Um, and yeah. I feel it lasted a little bit longer than it should have. Uh, for for whatever reason it is, what it that added yeah. to the fire, you know, for those guys defensively. Absolutely, man. And and it showed down in the red area too. Anytime, you know, throughout the first three quarters that Georgia got the ball down in the red area, it was they were bringing heat. And they did a good job with their blitz packages. They did a good job covering behind it. Those corners were locked tight on our receivers. You know, I think if A.D. Mitchell's in the game, maybe it's a little different. But then again, they were they were in Stetson's face all night long until we were able to run the ball. And once Absolutely. we started being able to run the ball, they, you know, the, the pressures stopped. Um, they got a little gassed and – we were finally able to break through, but up until that point, it was like, okay, we're, we're not going to be able to win this game with field goals. You know, we, we gotta, yeah. we gotta get, we gotta get this ball inside the 10 and stop kicking field goals. Cause I think it was like four times we got the ball down inside the 10 and had to settle for field goals. Yeah. And normally this team Absolutely. would at least convert half of those to, to points mm-hmm. to, to touchdowns. Um, maybe even three out of the four touchdowns. And the, the last one is a field goal. So, yeah. I mean, thankfully we got points, but, you know, for us to beat a team like Tennessee, for us to beat teams like Kentucky and then Alabama, when it, when it gets to that point, you know, you get down in the red area, you got to cash in with touchdowns because field goals aren't going to beat Tennessee. Field goals aren't going to beat Kentucky. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be those, those touchdowns. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said, Missouri's game absolutely flawless. Um, I, I just – didn't hit the panic button, you know. And we I try not to get into it from former play, um, being yeah. a coach right now, you know. But I would not put my career on any of the people, you know, yeah. on Facebook or Twitter because they hit the panic button too early. You know, you see, I know. I told last night, you first see quarter Kirk, they're firing everybody. Yeah, you know, the the first thing to say is, "Y'all take them out." You no, know, go through your lumps. He just wants that 
championship. So why would I see him? That's first off. If Beck's yeah. in there. Yeah, you can't take Stetson out. If Beck, I mean, it can get worse in my opinion simply because the running ball with him is, is null and void. So yeah. you just adjust. You know, none, none, they didn't panic. You know, they kind of stayed. I do think if we tempo them a little bit more, we could have got them out of their game plan a little bit earlier. That same yeah. time, you're trying to see what they're doing. Um, you know, I'm pretty up on the sidelines. You know, but, you know, the guys up top, I mean, they're all working. You know, but every time yeah. you have an extra thing, Missouri's doing something different. You know, so it's one of those things where you can't, you know, calm everybody down. The environment, I think that's the most people in Missouri's game since, like, the Gary um, – old coach name. Uh, Gary Pinkle? That's it. Since yeah, Gary, Gary Pinkle, Pinkle was there, so yeah. playing that song on third downs that I still can't um, – uh, <laughs> um, it's just, just one of those break, games where – you just you know, start singing it, you will. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're on the road, see, you're number one team in the um, You got to target uh-huh. on your back already, so you're going to get everybody's mm-hmm. best shot. That team that played Auburn last week is not the same team that played Georgia yesterday. No. That, that was a juiced-up team. They, you know, the, that, that atmosphere was – that's probably the best atmosphere I've ever seen it at Faro Field, honestly. Mm-hmm. And and going back to the point of like not hitting the panic button, did you notice something different about Kirby's sideline demeanor? Because usually Absolutely. he's ranting, raving, jumping, yelling, ripping his headset off 150 times a minute. Um, but he just he looked calm the whole time. He looked calm, but he was decisive. He was he was mm-hmm. coming up. He was coaching. He was getting. I mean, I don't know what was being said, but it looked like he was coaching and not yelling and not – it just seems like either A, he's calmed down a bit and he's got a little bit more self-control, or it is, uh, you know, there's times where you need a foot in the ass and, and there's other times where you need just somebody to be, okay, calm down, here's what you need to do, you know, you're fine, let's do it. Right, and I think that that was a situation where that was needed. Like he just needed to calm down Stetson because we were, you and I were trading text. I said, "Hey, we are way too hyped up right now. We're, we need to we need no, to calm absolutely. down." And you know, it's one of those situations where, as a head coach, you know, it's different when you, we play because we were just making just foolish mistakes. Um, yeah, against a, an inferior team, um, Missouri. I mean, they're a really good football team. Mm-hmm. You know, so after that, I think after the second drive, I think Kirby realized like. Oh snap! Wait a minute. Got to calm everybody down to me. The crowd's into it. Um, Missouri's doing a good job defensively. Um, they're moving the ball offensively. So I mean, as a coach, you start to see that your players start to feed off you too. If you're MF, I'm in, especially during a time like that, they're going to go in the tank. But I think he did a good job in the game yesterday, yeah. managing the emotions. Him himself not the situation of being like. Like, what the hell is going on? And more so being like, all right, guys, they're doing some stuff we haven't seen. You know, we're a little bit out of off, – off, uh, let's just calm down and get the halftime adjustments. Let's go back out. And that's what he did. The first telltale of that was the uh, before halftime. You know, he walks up you know, in the uh, halftime interview, which we hadn't seen that all, yeah. all year. Mm-mm. And he's calm. hey, we're going to – you know, we got to calm down. We got to, they're whipping us up front, which they were on both sides of the ball. Um, and he's like, we got to go in and make some adjustments. And that's when I realized, all right, 
Kirby's figured it out. He can't be too hype, can't go in at halftime playing, throwing water bottles. He's got to be like, we're in a dog fight. And when you're in a dog at the great teams, and that's what we did last night. Absolutely. And, and we absolutely figured it out. So putting a bow on this game, Georgia wins 26-22. Uh, lots of concerns, yes, but it seems like we're trending in the right direction. The offensive line is figuring some things out. Um, they're figuring out how to adjust when they see things that, that I think this is the first time this offensive line has really been put to the test against, you know, a, a defensive line that you could say, Hey, this is, they're really athletic. They're really tough and, you know, juiced up true road environment, which South Carolina usually is, but it wasn't. And Missouri was what we thought South Carolina was going to be. Um, it, and, you know, a couple weeks ago, and it was nothing like that. And Missouri, this was their first true road test, I think. And and mm-hmm. they passed. I mean, it, you know, yeah. every, every win's not created equal. Uh, it we're, we're five and zero, oh, not four and one. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I will well, take it. I mean, the road to national championships is not an easy road, especially in the SEC. No yeah. matter who you play and on the road, what you call. Um, you know, I know the city uh, kind of went down to 29 right before the game started. I mean, this Missouri team, um, yeah. I think Eli Drinkle, you know, as much as, you know, we talk about him, I think he had him um, for this game. He off, did. He did. I'll give him credit. I got to uh, give him credit. Yesterday for as much as he showed on that gum yesterday, um, yeah. his eye was kind of getting him a little bit. He was chomping away that thing. Um, oh, but yeah, our he, defense, he was... there were been but don't break. Um, they held Missouri to – and shout-out to the kicker, man, after just killing Both the game. Kickers, man. Dang some. Yeah. Right now, and our kicker um, did a job of keeping Clutch, us in the game. Man. Um, yeah. Um, Stetson did a great job. I love the fake that they had. Um, Stetson did a yeah, good job. Beautiful. Longstaff did a great job. I mean, he's played a, a big role last night. So, I'm um, shout-out to those guys and major shout-out tries. Without them, you know, keeping – their composure, um, even with a couple of players. Um, I think Jalen Carter goes out. Yeah, Jalen Carter goes out. And, you know, I think a couple of penalties we got late were from the fact that our defense trying, you know, not looking back yeah. at football, you know, trying not to. They were, um, but yeah, you know, they held it down for us and we got the W at the end of the day. Yeah, I was a little disappointed in the Keeley Ringo PI because I didn't think he needed to. I didn't think that ball was catchable, and I didn't think he needed to grab him. But, he, I mean, he earned it. He earned the P.I. And if he turns I around. I don't think he needed to. Yeah, I don't think so either. But they took a shot. They were going to either – they said, hey, <laughs> this guy's running with them, and uh, he's either going to get this or he's going to get a P.I., and, and he did. And so uh, Luther Burden is going to be a – he's going to be – he's going to be a problem. He's going to be a big yes. problem. When, when they Shout Brady to Cook, too. Yeah, I mean, Sack has a great job, you know, filling in for Jalen Carter. Uh, yeah, um, they're running back, uh, Pete, um, who you know fumbled the ball last week, comes in, they did a phenomenal job running, um, they bouncing that thing back. Um, I mean, they they just they had they had a number last night, but you know, tested with true championship team situations. Alabama did it. Uh, Texas, they found a way to win, and we yep. found out yep. a way to win yesterday. Yeah, and uh, as as we move through, uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of the other week, you know, week five matchups that uh, 
that we didn't get to or did, that that you that you may have seen throughout the day. Uh, a, a change that just came through with our bet online ad actually. Uh, the promo code believe fifty will not work. They got a new promo code. All right, so jumping into bet online, if you they will give you a hundred percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. You just use that promo code believe. There's no other thing. It's just B L E A V, and you'll receive those rewards. So uh, a little a, a slight change that came through right uh, just a, just two and a half minutes ago, um, <laughs> as we were talking day. about fresh off the press. Uh, Alex uh, from from Believe has sent us uh, sent us that, so uh, that's always good. Um, and Bet Online's taking care of us, and they're taking care of you too. So, hundred percent welcome bonus on your first deposit, not fifty, a hundred percent. So, you better take advantage of that. So, uh, what what other games um, stood out to you? I, I thought the the Ole Miss Kentucky game was great. I thought uh, I thought Alabama did a lot of good things when uh, when Bryce Young went out. Uh, they their backs were against the wall, and they had to figure it out with a backup quarterback, and they did. Um, Mississippi State, holy cow! Mm-hmm. Texas A and M, yeah, yeah, Texas A and M and Auburn. Man, that, that's gonna Gross. be. I thought I think I actually like Auburn uh, game. Now that I think about it, um, the game that stood out to me the most. You know, games are some awesome games. Uh, very unexpected scores, especially TCO was Whew. Georgia Tech pick game. Um, Georgia Tech came out yesterday oh. playing. Um, I think one of our one of our coaches is a big Georgia Tech fan, um, and I said that they were just happy to get rid of Jeff Collins, and they played inspired football yesterday. Took down um, who was predicted to win big. Yeah. Um, they won the ACC, and yeah. it was a scare. Georgia Tech team, you know, down the stretch now. Sims played well, you know, it's very rare that we brag on Tech, but they look like a totally different today. And you know, I gotta give them props. You know, they got a big win against number. So, um, you know, the, the most and the other intriguing game was Oklahoma. You know, you got Brett Vittables, who's a defensive mastermind, and they can be um, Hacksaw Max Duggan, man, player of the week. Look like Michael cool. Vick out there, man. Throws for like six thousand yards. I mean, ooh, Oklahoma. There's more to do, you know. Um, prayers to you know. Wisconsin got throttled yesterday, and Wisconsin. You just told me about you know their their whole situation with uh. They got throttled Chris, by so. Illinois. Illinois, thirty-four to ten. Brett Lemon, Madison. He was he was ready to go. He geared up for that one, but uh, I I think this was in and. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, and and this is eerily similar uh, to to me. I think when they fired Coach Rick, it was more of a okay, well he's burnt out, but Kirby's about to take the South Carolina job. Yeah, and we need to make this move if we're going to get Kirby. Yes, and I, I felt like that move was more about that than more about you know less about you know, what Mark Richt and, you know, all that stuff, you know, whatever you want to believe. But I, I think it was more about getting Kirby versus more than firing Rick. Yep. And they just, they yep. felt like they had to do. Yeah. And it was disappointing, but they had to do what they had to do in that scenario. Yeah. They, they had to make a move. Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Now that Jim, Jimmy Leonard, their defensive coordinator, their star defensive coordinator, he's becoming, he's popping up in some of these job searches like Colorado just fired Carl, Carl Durrell. Jimmy Leonard is popping up in all of these all of these searches, right? 
Mm-hmm. So it's like Coach Prime, Jim Leonard, uh, and, then, and then whoever else after that. I mean, those are those are the top two names I keep seeing. Uh, you know, uh, Lance Leopold, which Coast I don't Carolina's Coast Carolina's coach. Yeah, Jamie Chadwell. So. Um, you know, Mark, uh, what's his name over at uh, North Dakota State? He's in some of these, you know, lists. But Wisconsin's yeah. like, okay, we cannot lose Jimmy Leonard. Mm-hmm. So, Paul Christ, it's been real. You just got thumped by Illinois, who is a bottom feeder in the Big Ten. Um, Bielam was bringing them off the bottom, but let's be let's be real yes. about this. For the last six years, they've been scraping the bottom of the barrel. They've been under the barrel. They haven't been um, good since, and since 2007, you know, when they had when they went to the Rose Bowl. They had juice. Yeah, when they had juice. You know, so it's been a long time yeah. coming. So now – and they've been playing good but not great. But they, yeah. you know, they walk in and they thump Wisconsin 34-10 to 10 and Wisconsin just looks pitiful. Mm-hmm. So – We'll see kind of what that does. He'll have seven games to audition for the Wisconsin job. So he's either going to – so Wisconsin is geared up to hire Jimmy Leonard. Jim, so this the scenario for Jimmy Leonard is good because he's a Wisconsin alum. He wants – Wisconsin wants him, which is why they're giving him a seven-game audition because they don't want him going to Nebraska. Nebraska's going to come hard after Jimmy Leonard. They don't want him going to Nebraska. They don't want him going anywhere in the Big Ten or anywhere for that matter. So they're going to give him every reason to get this job. And if it doesn't work out, it's going to have to be a monumental collapse, which I don't think it will be. Yeah. Because he was the leader behind he was the leader on the field for all those Rex Ryan defenses with the Jets when they were so, when they were so good. He's the reason why Wisconsin has made Big 10 championship appearances each of the last you know you know four out of the last six years or something like that. So yeah. He's a hot commodity. And so yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you, um, uh, Matthew Perkins and uh, the Hebrew hammer, uh, Matt Bernstein, are going to be talking about that on Believe in Badger. So if you want, we're not going to do a full analysis on the uh, the Badgers coaching search, but if you want more of that, you should go check them out because they will, I'm sure, Monday morning fullback will come out and they will talk about that. So, um, a game that surprised me also is, is Clemson. They're starting to figure some things out. I thought NC State was a little bit better, but they walked into a crazy environment and they forgot how they forgot how deadly Death Valley is for uh, four opponents. You know, and DJ Ogulale. Well, and you yeah, know, he's when figured it out. Clemson has a thing when their quarterbacks playing well, they play well. This plays better, especially plays better. Yeah. Um, when the defense is playing, I mean, when QB's playing bad. So, DJ yeah. stepped his game up. He's starting to understand his role and kind of what they want him to do now. So, yeah. at the end of the day, Clemson's Clemson. You know, they're back at the top of the ACC. Um, yeah. You know, so, I have to knock them off the pedestal. Yeah, and NC State and was supposed to be the team despise, that did that. As much as I despise talking about Dabo, they had a really good plan yesterday, um, you know, against NC State, you know. Number ten team coming in, I mean, you know, and Dabo did a really good job of having these guys ready um, mm-hmm. in successful situations um, um, last night. So, two. And uh, to me, it seemed like, to me, it seemed like the coaching staff just didn't know what they had in DJ. 
you know, didn't know mm-hmm. how to use him properly because it was a lot of situations where DJ just looked, just looked like a quarterback that didn't know what he was doing. And you're sitting there going, like, do they know he can't really do that? Do they know that's not his strong suit? Yeah. It's one of those things where he's, well, the game plan needs to be geared around him, kind of like it did to Sean. Uh, yeah. Ball with him, um, quick, easy, mm-hmm. easy pass, um, stretch the field if you have a chance to take a shot. Yeah. Um, but the game plan has to be centered around him. You know, I think yeah. they tried to center it around him. Um, yeah. And, you know, he didn't really understand the game plan. And now he's starting to, and you can start to see why he was so highly touted, you know, coming out of high school. Absolutely. And uh, it's good to see because um, it's good to see a more competitive ACC. You know, Florida State is is back in it somewhat. You know, they, they lost a tough yeah. one to Wake, but Wake, behind Sam Hartman um, had a really, really nice game um, that when they needed him, he was dropping dimes. So I'm sure they're glad to have him back. Jordan Travis looked every bit of the part. Uh, they just, they just couldn't, couldn't quite hang on it there at the end. But I mean, the environment's back at, in, in Tallahassee. They're, they're playing a lot better. They're in a lot more games. You know, they were finally ranked for the first time in a long yeah. time. So at the end of the day, um, Mike Norvell, wear your gray hoodie all year. Dog, don't change it up. Go back to the hoodie. Um, you know, my wife's a big Florida State fan. And, um, that's the first thing she pointed out. I'm, as soon as kickoff, she was like, why does he not have on the hoodie? I'm a creature of habit. I'm superstitious, too. I wear the same thing every Friday night. Um, so she was like, where's his gray hoodie? And, and you see it. You know, yeah. so Florida State fans are talking about it the same way. So I know it's not just us as coaches. Uh, yeah. I notice little things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, shout out to uh, shout out to your wife. And uh, so yeah, uh, the the last game from from this week before we uh, before we move on before we look forward uh, that stood out to me was Old Miss Kentucky, and you know a lot of people are downplaying it, saying okay, well is it did Ole Miss win this game or did Kentucky lose it? I think Ole Miss won the game. Um, they played a uh, hell of a defense yesterday. I mean, they're getting turnovers. Um, they're harassing quarterback. I mean, they're this looks like a total different Ole Miss. Um, and of course, that comes with coaching and putting the right guys in places. You know, they get their Kentucky gets the ball back, and they're about to score. They force turnover. Mm-hmm. You know, they they hit the quarterback. He fumbles the ball. Um, I think Ole. Defensively played played a hell of a game yesterday. There was a couple of times they could have folded. Um, Kentucky did job of you know making some things happen, um, especially when some of the plays plays broke down. At the end of the day, Ole Miss won that game. You know, you can say well, Kentucky turned the ball over. Yeah, yeah, they don't turn the ball over, you win. <laughs> you know protect, what I feel? Yeah, protect it. It's a two-way street. I mean, I think what I think the perspective that comes from this is a lot of fans don't understand that like one team turns it over, the other team has to cause it, right? Like the other team did something right yeah. to cause a turnover. It's not like dude was just running, he just coughed balls. it up, right? You know, I mean, yeah, you know, they they, they, and he, they did a good job. He he was he was upside down, you know. He's just, you know, he's up in the air, the ball comes out. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just one of those things where he overs, you win eight times out of ten, you're going to win that football game. You call, if you call if you call a turnover. So, yeah. um, Kentucky played a good game. It's held them in, you know, especially after going 
down so big at first. Um, good job, you know, slowing down Ole Miss. Ole Miss kind of shows in the foot a couple of times. Lane Kiffin, who I, I love and who I admire, just from a, yeah. a play calling standpoint, you know, we shot ourselves in the foot a couple of times. Um, but for that back and show their resiliency as well, so, um, Ole Miss is going to be a dangerous team. You know, coming, they'll get, you know, those little things offensively. Um, I'm looking forward to that Alabama Ole Miss game because it is going to be a show to watch. Absolutely. And I, uh, are you uh, are you shocked at all as far as Ole Miss having so many transfers? Uh, if you see me keep looking over, I'm looking at the Braves game, which um, <laughs> it is five to three in the bottom of the seventh. Uh, looking to complete a sweep of the Mets to go up two games in the East. But are you surprised with so many transfers that they're good this quickly? Um, yes and no. Um, yes, in the sense of they're able to get these guys to be so early. Um, obviously, you know, transfer for these guys. Um, but to get them to buy in and do exactly what you want within the program, you know, that, that you know, for right now, they're doing a great job of getting these guys ready to play. Um, because, you know, without these guys, you know, Ole Miss would be, um, they're getting yeah. some guys, you know, healthy. Um, Otis Rees made a great plays yesterday for him. Um, we know, I know him personally because he knocked out back in 2017. Um, and he was a part of that, the quarterbacks upside down, down Jesus yesterday. Um, you know, so <laughs> You know, on the defensive side of the ball that they haven't yeah. had in a very, um, yeah, I mean, they, they him and Ishin Young, so. yeah, because you know, to me, you know, I, obviously, I'm not surprised because Lane Kiffin and and you know, they they do a great job over there on both sides of the ball, but you know, it's it's a new scheme. It's it's that three two six look where you have three safeties, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, that's not an easy system to learn. Yeah. And these guys come in and they. They must have hit the right right pieces because those guys fit in just perfectly. Jared Ivey, uh, Aisheen Young, you know, Otis Reese has a spot that he thrives in. I mean, they all have specific, very specific roles, and they play those roles really, really well. And that's part of the buy-in that you want as a program. You have pieces that play their role mm-hmm. to a T, and are like, and if their role is to scream down the alley and make the quarterback be upside down and pray to G. Praying to Jesus, that's what your role is. That's what you're going to do, and that's what you're proud of. Yeah. If your role is to play center field at safety and rob everything, do it. If your job is to yeah. take on double teams as a nose guard and create piles, thrive at that. And that's what Ole Miss is doing. You know, Lane did a great job of you know advocating for his players. Um, talking about the crowd stayed in it last night. I mean, yesterday afternoon, 11 o'clock kick, I mean, the, the stadium's packed. Um, you know, and that just shows, you know, he has, has control, you know, his program. Um, they believe in him. Um, the, yeah. the support that he has. Um, you know, he said one thing, you know, way of saying say things sarcastically. Um, and he got the job done. You know, so it's just one of those things to where you got to be like, all right, guys, this is what we do. Um, let's go out here and show. And they did a really good job yesterday. Um, went against a very good Kentucky team. Um, you know, mistakes or not, they came out with a dub. They did. Very, very good. So we're going to put a bow on week five. We're going to move on to week six. Week six is going to uh, 
be very, very good for the dogs. Uh, they welcome Auburn between the hedges, uh, a game that on paper should be a slaughter. And you and I were talking mm-hmm. off air right before we came on. How does Paul Chris get fired? But Brian Harson still has a job. A lot of people, a lot of people in Auburn are wondering that rumors are swirling that he's already been fired. They're just letting him play out the string. Um, part of me thinks that they don't want the interim guy to be a sacrificial lamb in Athens. They want to wait at least one more week, um, probably before they officially let him go. But it's just going from bad to worse for Auburn. They hit plays early in the game, but once once that once the quarter clock changes from one to another number, they completely fall apart. They have no depth. They have it, it's 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 rough over there in yeah. Auburn, and I, you know, they've got to find some answers. Robbie Ashford, new starting quarterback. What does he bring to the table? You know, when you look at this Auburn team, what dangers, what dangers do you see offensively versus our defense? What what do they bring to the table? Uh, um, Tech Bigsby and Ashford are two phenomenal players. The games yesterday against LSU. Um, the first half was completely dominated both sides of the ball. Um, Ashford is a heck of an athlete. He's a baseball player as well. Well, uh, with Oregon, you get Bo Nix and we get Ashford. Um, but he's come in, you know, taking over for for Finley. Um, and they kind of had direction. They kind of have a direction now of kind of what they want to do, which is great for Auburn. Um, in Athens, I think Ashford just got to do what he did last week. Um, they got to come up with more wrinkles, um, find the ball. Um, but I don't, I don't expect this game to be like the by, by any means. I think, I think Georgia goes in this game, you know, looking to punish somebody to pay for last for you know. Mm-hmm. And I think Auburn, you just have to draw that stick. Um, it's at you know it's going to be loud, um, and we just got to stay efficient. You know, I don't, I don't think all any means. Um, I think they can beat you. They showed that yesterday playing uh, LSU. That they realistically had the game one until the second half. Uh, yeah. The second half with about eight minutes left. left. You know, they had that game one. So yeah. Auburn really doesn't scare me. There's nobody outside the ball that scares me. I think they're going to do a really good job recruiting because nobody's going to Auburn right now. Uh, you know, they got a kid um, from Thomas County Central, you know, um, but he's Really, the only top prospect I see going to Auburn. That's I've ever seen anything like that happen. So that says that something over there. You know, it might not be Harson. You know, it might be something. You know, right now are struggling, and that's. I think defense is playing yeah hard and well. Um, but when you're on the field a lot, like we say all the time, keep putting your defense out there. They're going to break down. Over, you're going to lose. Yeah. And, and Auburn, you know, they play hard. They have a lot of pride down there, which is good. Um, but it's just not, there's just not a connection there between Harson and, uh, and, and, and the rest of the team. There's just something off with them. Like it just seems like the first time something goes wrong, it's things fall apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that that's, you know, that, that's kind of like a house of cards. Like it looks pretty, looks good. And then the minute a slight breeze comes, it all crumbles and you're left picking up the pieces. And that's kind of what Auburn has been the last three weeks where they get off to a good start. Like they get off to a great start against Penn State, have a highlight-worthy hit by Owen uh, Popo. 
on uh, Sean mm-hmm. Clifford, you know, uh, turned him turned him parallel like he was the like he was a poltergeist or was it <laughs> exorcist that they were hovering uh, over the feet. Like when, when he hit him, Sean Clifford hovered for like two seconds yes. parallel to the ground. He like fell in slow motion and the ball went flying, mm-hmm. you know, plays like that that had that crowd juiced up. And then second quarter on Penn State just put the pedal to the metal and blew them out. Same with yeah. LSU. LSU, they they ate punches early. They didn't panic. That's that's mm-hmm. one thing I'll say about Brian Kelly is as bad as they looked against Florida State and as discombobulated as they looked at Florida State and as discombobulated as they've looked in the first half of just about every game they've played so far outside of the two FCS opponents they've played, I would say LSU has got some resolve in their good second-half team. Auburn is the exact opposite. And mm-hmm. so – to me, it's hey, can you can you withstand the initial onslaught? And with Georgia being home this week, I don't think I don't think Auburn's really going to have an onslaught. No, no. I think heading back to Sanford, um, we're not playing the school of definitely. They're going to overlook anybody, um, and you know, like I said, they they got a point. Um, everybody yeah. kind of counted them out yesterday. Um, you know, fans are fans. You know, the thing about fans saying that. It's hard, no matter who you play, no matter what they look like the week before. You know, every recruits, everything gets better, everything practices. So understand if they look like dude the first that week before, they're playing up. You know, they want to beat us. We have target on the back, so we're gonna get the best yeah. shot. Um, at Sanford, um, you know, some pay for last week, and I think yep. that's gonna be the moniker for this week. Somebody's got to pay for last week. Yep. We're dropping the um, so Auburn, you're going to be it. So, um, I don't see us having any slip up, you know, they might get us on a couple of series here and there, there you know, and we'll adjust Go ahead and beat them like we're supposed to. Yeah. And what's great about this, this, this next run is you get Auburn Vanderbilt, a bye week before you have to hit the stretch of Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi state and Kentucky. And even hell, even Georgia tech scares me now at this point, but you know that's a that's not an easy stretch. You're at Mississippi State, at Kentucky, uh, in in uh, mid November. Two, you know, Mississippi State has become not an easy place to play in Kentucky at night with what they've got going on. Not an easy place either because that place can get really really raucous really fast when when they care about something. Yeah. And of course, home against Georgia Tech, who's playing inspired football. But you know, this week against Auburn, you know, I I think that. You know what Penn State did a really good job of doing. What I think LSU did a really good job in the second half of doing it's Robbie Ashford. Is when you get him going sideways, or when you get him kind of going backwards a little bit and and moving around and get him where he can't get in a rhythm. He's not. He doesn't come off to me as polished enough yet to be able to make those off-platform throws. To be able to get himself in those situations where he can use his legs to buy time and occasionally he will the the first touchdown they scored was one of those type plays where he he moved uh, i think he moved left and he stepped up and over and and delivered a delivered a dot to a wide open receiver but you know i, I think if you can get him where you're pushing the pocket you know don't allow him those creases and anytime he throws the ball he better be on the ground like you, you need to yeah. even even if he gets the ball, even if he gets the throw off, even if he completes it, you take shots on him, 
that's gonna that's gonna count up. That's what that's what Georgia did against Bo Nix. You know, it was mm-hmm. if he's gonna run around, put him on the ground. Yes. Make no. him remember, even if he completes the pass, make him earn it. Make him think because later on in the game, he's gonna Ashford's gonna pull back on one of those throws and he's gonna float it and we're gonna pick it off because mm-hmm. he's afraid of taking that big shot. And so anytime you can get shots on the quarterback, it helps. And, and I yeah. think to to an athletic guy like that, that's what you have to do. And he's the pressure, op- pressure, pressure of, of, of throw Nicks, um, in the sense that I don't feel when he does break the pocket, he's looking to make a play. Um, other than, you know, with Bo Nicks, it was all right. When he moves out the pocket, he's, you know, that's where yeah. Ashford can hurt you. Um, he does a great job of keeping his eyes down the field. Um, he will, will turn the ball over. Um, I think we got to do a good, a great mixing up coverages with him. Um, I think if we just play man and play thing, we beat him. Um, you know, because our defensive line is playing really well right now. Linebackers are playing great. Um, you know, we just got to, you know, keep him contained because he does run the ball. Really, really good job of running power read yesterday. Um, in the first half, I think we kind of got it in half. Um, and hit him off, and he's he's a freshman, um, or sophomore. One of those. So let's put it like that. Um, yeah, because he he does play. Like a veteran, at, um, but this would be different. He's played in Sanford Stadium, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, after that game yesterday, he's going in with a pistol, a bunch of bulldogs who are looking to punish somebody. To pay, uh-huh. yeah. Um, um, whether it's him or whether it's the answer for for yesterday, and I think that's going to be the for the for the practice this week. Somebody to pay, yeah. And that'll be the theme. Uh, offensively, how do you make Auburn pay? To me, I, I think you got to find number 10. Find number 10, mm-hmm. know where he's at. This would be good preparation for finding 31 later on when uh, when the Crimson Tide show up in the Mercedes-Benz Dome again. And uh, find, find 10. I, I think you run power counter, RPO, take shots downfield. Hopefully, A.D. Mitchell is healthy. Um and you find Agent Zero, you find Brock Bowers, you get the tight ends involved early, mm-hmm. way earlier. Uh, take care of the football, and that should be an easy cover. You know, take care of the football. Um, um, I think you do a little bit more play action. Because um, um, yeah. in the shotgun, you know, wherever we're sliding to, you know, we're from, from the backside, yeah. um, which kind of went against us yesterday. You yeah. know, and – just play Georgia football. Um, I think we pressed a little bit yesterday trying to figure out what Missouri was doing. Um, but we all know what to do. Um, nobody on defense, the number 10, scares me uh, from Auburn. Um, they're, they're really good, the defense. But at the end of the day, um, I, think, I think, like I said, I think we're better. We need to, you know, get the receivers involved early. Um, like I said, with play act screens, things like that, things that we know. That we can be successful at. Um, we yeah. play with some, um, which we kind of hit Missouri with yesterday, um, late. And like I said, if you start tempo and early, you can slow it down you know, as the game goes on. Yeah. Uh, you know, just little things like that. <laughs> get sets in the rhythm, um, get, the, get them, you know, get them some early catches. Um, Rosemary Jackson did a great job of stepping up. Good seeing Blaylock. Carries um, um, had a couple big catches yesterday. Getting all those guys involved. I know we're pretty much. 12 personal now. Um, mm-hmm. you know, get AB back um, this week. 
So we'll see how that goes. So, you know, just all our playmakers involved early and often um, is what we need to do offensively. Because one involved, sets us comfortable. Um, go back and watch, you know, the South Carolina game. One, he's clicking, you know, he's making throws, things like that, you know, on both sides of the ball. Special teams keep doing what Absolutely. you do. Y'all are doing a phenomenal job. So, yeah, and and don't press because I felt like, you know, w- one of the things that I didn't mention was that early in the game I felt like the receivers were pressing a little bit, mm-hmm. like trying to make big plays, and and they ended up not making big plays. Like McIntosh was pressing a little yeah. bit. I I think when he fumbled, it was it just something was off. Like this team was just McCom- like the energy was off across the middle, um, which is going to be a huge first down. Yeah. Instead of, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he's back. You know, he should call big catches there at the end. Yeah. Um, but like I said, we got to get receivers involved. I think we need to go a little bit more 10 personnel, honestly, and not just on third down. Um, of course, it's kind of hard yeah. when you got two horses over there at tight end. You got to get the guys on the field. Um, that same, those receivers involved in the game, so they're not coming in. Um, spread, spread the wealth a little bit. Yeah. Get um, those guys in a rhythm too, mm-hmm. you know. Get get them comfortable because you know third down you're just third down, so we know teams don't throw the ball. Um, yeah. So Ooh, I gotta make early, this catch. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Quick, it's a weird pressure. Screens, you know, yeah. quick game type stuff. Just get them involved. Just early. get them involved. Yeah, just get them in a rhythm because once these receivers, once they started settling in, once they calmed down and realized that hey, I'm not going to win the game on this snap, so I just got to make this catch and mm-hmm. we're fine. I'm going to calm down and do what I do. They actually calmed down. They actually did what they do. Make big catches, huge catches in big situations. And down the stretch is what Georgia needed, and that's what Georgia got. Mm -hmm. And people, I think the expectation has also got to calm down. Like, we're so used to – I think we got spoiled a little bit and realized that, hey, this is is the SEC. We don't have 15 NFL NFL players on our roster – um, right now that we had last year, and we're not going to steamroll everybody and hold everybody to a field goal. You know, there might be some games where, you know, teams have some good players like Luther Burden, who is a burden on our defense, uh, and Brady Cook that get in a rhythm and are hard to be stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be some games like that to where we have to win in a dogfight, and pun intended, I guess. So, you know, the, the expectation is this team is resilient. This team is going to do what they need to do. You know, I think they're going to cover this one, but you know, offensively, just get in the rhythm early. Just get a few, just get a few easy throws that Stetson can make to get him settled in. You know, once the first couple completions, once the once he makes the first couple clean completions, you're good. He's probably in a rhythm, and it's probably going to be Georgia forty nine to three if that if that's the case. But if he gets sacked early on, if he gets rattled early on, we get. We get pinned back and with terrible field position early on, and don't get much going in the run game, which is possible because Auburn does have a good front seven. This mm-hmm. is the SEC, after all. Uh, they do they did recruit really well on the defensive side of the ball, um, despite not recruiting very well on the offensive line. Um, running running lanes might be not as plentiful in the first quarter, so we got to be able to make plays to overcome that ten personnel. Short throws, quick throws, rhythm throws can can help you with that. Absolutely. So just stay on time. 
Um, you know, both our coordinators, so we we understand this more than anything. Um, once you stay on time, stay on. I mean, everything kind of falls into place. So, um, like I said, like we did all along, you know, they did a great job of not panicking. Um, last night, you know, same thing those when you're back at home. You know, don't panic. The game, you got to go for the yeah. game. Um, you know, just stay on time, stay on track. Um, and I think we, we went big. And, you know, it, it's Auburn. You know, I'm still upset that we're not playing this game in November like we're supposed to. Um, so, you know, I still get a little, little fancy, you know, when we play this yeah. game in October because yeah. they were crying because yeah. they had to go play Alabama afterwards. Yep, exactly. So now they're crying because they have to go play. I think they go play A&M next, I think, right? Mm-hmm. A&M's got a big one against uh, Bama this week, so that'll be fun. So – um, so what, what's our so Georgia twenty nine and a half point favorites? Uh, this game also the over under. If you want to take a same game parlay, let me check the over under on that. This is the this is the three thirty CBS game. It is Georgia's twenty nine and a half point favorite. So we'll call it thirty. The over under is set to forty eight and a half. So kind of odd numbers there. So I guess they think it's going to be a twenty nine to nothing or a thirty one to three type game. Yeah. No, the math's not right on that. Or 30, 34 to three type game. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. Um, just from the simple fact, is I think they them, um, yeah. offensively, um, we do get back on track offensively for us. Um, um you know, but nine points is, is a big deal, especially considering we were twenty nine in Missouri supposed to be, but we also how that game went. Um, yeah. But I think we get back on track um, defensively. Um, we hold them, and offensively, I think we pretty easily uh, and go and cruise to victory. Absolutely. I, I, I think the same thing. I, I think it's hard to pick the over these last three weeks, but I'm, I'm going to pick the under because I think it's going to be like a 38-10 type game, 38. Well, actually, it's going to be a 38 Six thirty-eight seven type game. I think we're going to get a a, a a barely cover late. Um, you know, I, I think you know we're going to get real close to the over, um, but I think it's going to be you know right around forty-six, forty-seven points. I think it's going to be one of those where you're just kind of biting your nails and hoping that no more points are scored. Um, but uh, I do think I do think Georgia pulls out the cover and the under. And I, I think that's how that one's going to end. So Robbie Ashford's going to have a tough go. This offense is going to have a tough go. Um, and I think George is just going to overwhelm them finally, mm-hmm. like they're supposed to, mm-hmm. um, and, and move on to, to to take on the Commodores next week. They don't. So I think we both. As long as we win, we win. You know what I mean? So as long as we get to me, if we get to 6 0, I'm good. I'll, I'll be wrong all day on the pick. Um, but getting a six and zero is the most important thing, and I think people have to realize that. So, and my uh, wife next said the other day, out of Florida State, after they won national yeah. championship that very next year, Elbiter, you know, Florida State, um, you know, they go go out, they be getting beat, they come and just beat the hell out of people. So, yeah. you know, we're we're very close to them, you know, to where we get to when we win. Um, but hopefully, that today was a. Our right guys like go you know let's pick this up and let's 
Yeah. And that, I think that was a wake up call. And I think that's this team is going to be like, okay, maybe we're, maybe we're not as good as, as we were, uh, as people were saying we were against Oregon and South Carolina. Maybe we do have to work a little bit. Can't read you know? the news clippings, man. Mm-mm. Rat poison. Definitely, definitely rat poison. So we're both at a Grants, uh, UGA minus 28 and a half, uh, and then take the under um, because Georgia's <laughs> trending towards the under lately. Okay. So that's going to take us into our pick segment. We do, uh, because we were sponsored by Bet Online, uh, we do like to give you some uh, picks brought to you by betonline.ag. Remember, with the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, you get your 100% welcome bonus uh not the aforementioned 50 percent welcome bonus that i said before that breaking news came uh in the middle of our show so we're going to pick a few more games uh a few a couple conference games a couple non-conference games or actually one of them is uh soon to be a conference game but not yet so we're going to start in tuscaloosa bama comes in uh coming off of a, a narrow or what would have been a narrow win against Arkansas ended up being a big win against Arkansas. They come in 24 point favorites at home against Texas A&M, who is struggling to say the least. The over-under set at 52. Israel, what do they got? Uh, Minus, they were... Minus 24... 24 point favorites with an over under at 52. I'm taking Bama minus 20. I think they cover. Um, quarterback with, with Bryce being out, I don't know his status, um, but he came in. That kid's got some wheels on him, and he can throw the ball. He was ran the football with authority yesterday. Um, you know, especially, I know Alabama is going to clean up some of the miscues from yesterday just because they're out with Nick Saban Harps on. Um, I think they come out, especially against Texas, a phenomenal job. Um, yeah. Texas A&M is not impressive with all this. Um, they're struggling mm-hmm. mightily. Um, I think yeah. it's about time that Jim Bowen um, gets him a, a good coordinator in um, because it's not working um, at this point. Um, and they're struggling. Texas is playing hard. They're playing well. Um, but they're on the field way too much, and it's starting. Uh, Mississippi State took full advantage. That yesterday, yep. um, man, he, he had them pegged. Uh, um, they come out and complete it. So, I'm taking Alabama in this one, yeah. I am too. Uh, for all the reasons you just mentioned, um, Will Anderson's gonna have a field day. I, I just it's gonna be hard to it's gonna be hard to cover a 24 point spread when you don't have a quarterback because Max Johnson ain't gonna do nothing against against this defense and neither is Haynes King. Both both quarterbacks struggled. They don't Devin A chain can only do so much. This defense, if they're mm-hmm. on the field for 85, 90 plays, they're not going to do much. Um and Bama's a big play team. And mm-hmm. Bama's going to do mm-hmm. just that. They're going to make big plays. They're going to atone for all their special teams mistakes uh last week in yep. Fayetteville. So I like Bama big. This is one of those type games. Third and fifth quarterback scampers for 77 yards in their own yeah own, backed up in their own territory so, all the momentum too every bit of momentum yeah. and i don't think anybody can take Zane so it's gonna be milrow said yeah milrow said don't worry guys i got it i got it i got it 
And I got it. You know, Young's on the sideline hyping that young man up. So, you know, that's what we got to get to. Thing. We got to get to the point to where enough. We're, we're not there yet. Um, at Georgia just yet. I'll get there um, this season. But one thing about Alabama, they're mature enough to be like, all right, this is how this going to work. You know, and let's go. And they did a great job of that yesterday. All righty. So we're both in agreement there. If we both agree, then it's fact, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, non-conference game. Game day rolls into Lawrence, Kansas. But that's not enough for Vegas as they they award the Horned Frogs as six-and-a-half-point favorites coming in to Lawrence. Do the Horned Frogs hand Kansas their first loss? Or, and if they do, does Kansas at least cover or does Kansas win outright? To me, I think Kansas – I think Can- I'm going to take Kansas to win outright. I think Kansas is a cover. I think TCU is just a little bit in right now. Um, but I'm definitely taking the over in this. This yeah. is going to be yeah. an offensive shootout, especially if, you know, um, little little uh, little Riley at TCU has got those guys rolling offensively. Um, you know, Lincoln Riley's little brother. Um, so yeah. I'm definitely taking the um, I think Kansas yeah. can win it. You know, with a couple of mistakes from TCU, but if TCU comes out like they played yesterday, I think that'll be a little bit too much for Kansas. I'm definitely going with the over on this one. Yeah, I, I think I think Kansas can win this outright, but it's definitely going to go on the over. I think Kansas is too juiced up right now. All right, the uh, Missouri Tigers, the, who just gave Georgia everything they could handle, are they going to have any gas left in the tank when they travel to the swamp to take on Florida, who? Comes into this game as ten and a half point favorites. Mm, take, I think I'm gonna go with Missouri. Uh, Missouri's gonna come out any way like they played yesterday. I think Missouri win this football game. I think it's gonna that game is gonna be one in the trenches, um, and I think they have a little bit more loss um, right now, especially after what they did with Georgia. Um, I think they know that right now. Hey, we can play with anybody. And they yeah. go into the swamp, but I think I think they win this ball game. They found a groove, man. I I don't know what what that was. I, Missouri, you're welcome. Um, Israel, I, I thought I was here. I thought I was going to be the the different one taking Missouri, but guess not. <laughs> you know what they say about great minds, right? That yeah, defensive like, line showed me something, man. Like mm-hmm. that's going to be a problem for Anthony Richardson. Absolutely, like, they're going to get after know. him. They've had some problems up front at Florida, um, especially you know new scheme coming in. Um, I think there's got the number this year, honestly, um, just from the simple fact of how they played yesterday one team in the nation. So um, if they come out and play exactly a couple tweaks, um, you know, execute a little bit more. I think they'll, I think they'll beat Florida, or they'll at least cover the spread. That's a big spread, yeah. So I. At the very least, worst case scenario, they'll cover. Like against Georgia, they covered in a big way. They almost they almost won outright, but uh, they 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 did cover. Um, they're going to have a hard time covering Burden. They're going to have a hard time with the running game. And and I thought they did a phenomenal job of mixing up the play calling, kept Georgia off balance. I think they're going to do the same thing with with Florida. Mm-hmm. Tennessee rolls into Paton Rouge as three point favorites. Taking Tennessee. They're rolling. 
It's, it's an easy it's one. No Heibel's got this thing going. Hooker is as good as it gets. This team is just – the chemistry is there. The defense is making big plays. The depth is there in this one. Um, I, I like I like the Vols. I know my Tennessee fan yeah. friends are going to yeah, – it's just hard to pick LSU in this one, although I think it's going to be a close game in the spread. The spread accurately says that. I think it's going to be tight, tight, tight. But I think I think Tennessee wins by – you know, four to six, somewhere in that range, where not quite a touchdown, but it's going to take a touchdown to beat them. Type situation. Yeah, I think Tennessee wins by ten. I think they they win by ten. Um, and they're going they're going to take advantage of uh, LSU's breakdown in second. Day. Um, just Auburn did in the first half yesterday. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, one thing about tennis coach, um, you know. You're dealing with a great offensive mind on that side of the football. And I think Tempo is also yeah. going to get LSU, too, because they do have a hard time getting lined up. And it is an early game. So it's in, it's in Baton Rouge early. Um, so you don't yeah. have to worry about Tiger fans being, you know, up on just yet. If it was a night game, it'd be a little bit different. But with the game, a little daylight outside, I think Tennessee covers. Oops. I'm taking – yeah, Tennessee wins and covers. I and I, I think they I think I'm taking the over too. Oh yeah. So they're they're gonna score. Yeah, absolutely. And the last game that we have um is soon to be a conference game, but right now it is a big twelve showdown against two unranked teams. It's the Red River shootout. Uh, it is a neutral site, but Texas rolls in as the de facto visitors. Uh they are minus six wearing the white jerseys this year. Uh, versus Oklahoma wearing the crimson jerseys. To be honest, I don't really know how to see this game. Um, I don't know if Quinn Ewers is back yet. I haven't really dove into this matchup quite extensively because really it's kind of off my radar. But uh, Texas minus six, I don't know. I think OU covers this one. I, I think they're tired of getting beat, and I think Texas is just what the doctor ordered for the Sooners. That's how I see it. So I'm taking so Oklahoma uh, hey, we disagree. Um, you know, the Texas loss um, from the bounce back um, last two games, especially yesterday against West Virginia, um, against a guy who does throw the ball, and our old friend um, Daniels. Um, they did a really good job. Defense stepped up. Defense kind of put them on their back, you know, last two games. So, um, if I'm if I'm Sarkeesian, which he's a phenomenal coach, um, I'm looking at kind of what TCU did against them. You know, tweaking it to where it fits um, what we guys on defense for Texas. And I think they play the win and they cover on Saturday in the Red River Shootout. His first River Shootout, I think he wins it. Put that hat on, big dog. All right. Okay. It looks like we have a little disagreement here. Finally, I thought we were going to go to the whole <laughs> show without. I just without need my disagreeing. Pick. I thought. Yeah, you do. Or or a red highlighter to match your match your shirt there, like Digger Phelps. There you go. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's gonna do it for us here. That that's the pick segment. So to recap, we both have Kansas plus six and a half and the over. We both have Missouri plus ten and a half. We're both on the Tennessee train at minus three on the road at LSU. I like Oklahoma in the Red River Shootout plus six and you like texas minus six in the red river shootout wearing the white jerseys we both like uga big minus 28 and a half but we're both taking the under mm -hmm. we both are 
Uh, we both are taking Bama minus 24 as well. So if you're keeping score at home, those are our, those are so, the rundown of our picks. If you want to make a bet, make a bet. Um, but otherwise, um, if you get them wrong, it's his fault. Wait, back there it is. Yeah, right there. Right, it's his fault. <laughs> Troop Star twenty eight. No, just kidding. Direct, direct all, direct all complaints to at the Stephen Willis. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Steve. Uh, sorry, Steve. Just kidding. Um, but uh, we are. That's going to do it for us here on the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Uh, we hope you have a great rest of your week. Um, look out for more content. Uh, coming around uh, through the, throughout the week, you can you can also catch me on Illegal Motion College Football Podcast and SEC After Dark as well. Uh, so catch me for for more content and uh, in those places as well as right here on the Believe in Georgia Dogs uh, YouTube channel, wherever you find your podcast, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, if 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 it's an app on smart TVs, I got to do some research on that. But you can find us on Sports TV as well as soon as I as soon as I get this show over to Joe. Uh, who's going to get it to Jenna, who's then going to get it to Sports TV, who's then going to put it on the air. Sounds like a long process, but I don't think it's that long. So uh, for Israel Troop, I'm Corey Burton. Again, this is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network presented by Bet Online. We hope you have a great week. Follow us on social media, like, and subscribe, and we will catch you later. Goodbye. Go dogs. Go dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.